Hey, Soakers, welcome back to Bath and Body Parts. Last week, we learned about Gilberto Valle, an NYPD officer with a wife, a child, and a disturbing double life online, including extensive conversations, fetishizing domestic violence, and even cannibalism. These fetishes were not only general, they focused specifically on his wife and other women that he knew personally. When we left off, Gilberto was acquitted of conspiracy to commit kidnapping, but his wife Kathleen and the conversations found on his computer told details of what may have been an ultimately legal, if horrifying, ideation. episode contains extremely disturbing content. Listener discretion is advised. Dr. David Greenfield works for the Center for Internet and Technology Addiction, and he was asked if types of sites like Dark Fetish Net are used as coping mechanisms. And he said that he had never heard of that before. He had never seen any evidence for that. He stated that it's impossible to predict that if anyone consumes violent images or videos from the internet, that they will ever act out what they have seen. He also said that from a psychological standpoint, we as a human society are very bad at predicting violent behavior. And I feel like that goes back to to that debate like when we were younger about video games, right? Like and everybody was blaming any sort of violence on like the fact that kids had access to games where they were fighting with others, right? And it became, well, it's because they're being influenced by the video games. And so then this is like the next level. Like, is it because of these violent images on the internet? Being on house arrest, Valley said that he hoped the government did not appeal the acquittal because he really was looking forward to having the ankle monitor off and to live as a free man. Now... In the documentary, part of the trial is shared with a focus on how exactly Valley did get found out. And his wife, Kathleen, is not featured in the documentary at all. She's just in some home videos. And all of her court transcripts were read by someone else. And she talks about how, you know, he started getting home late and... Because he was getting home late, he couldn't just go to sleep. And that's when he started to watch TV and play video games and go on the internet. And she said that after she got pregnant, he was spending more and more time on the internet, sometimes staying up until 5 a.m. She had actually installed spyware on the computer that led her to find those chats. And she said that in addition to Dark Fetish Net, there were many other websites used as well. And they list them in the documentary. And the only other one that I had ever heard of was FetLife. And I had only ever heard of that as like more of like an educational forum where people who are interested in, you know, embarking in a BDSM situation, like they go and they ask questions and then people respond. But I assume that Valley was accessing a part of that that is a little bit different than that. And she said she was aware that, you know, BDSM had gained popularity due to Fifty Shades of Grey. 
And that she thought that that's kind of why he was visiting these sites. Like maybe he was going to try and implement that type of role in their relationship. So maybe it was out of curiosity. Mm -hmm. But then she said she discovered an email address that she didn't know. And so she logged into the email because Gilbert used the same password for everything. And that's where she saw photos of her real-life friends. And she said there were thousands of these photos. She confronted Gilbert and left with the baby. And while, you know, she separated from him, she texted him and said that she felt very betrayed and needed the truth. And she also asked if he had ever put pictures of her or their baby online. And he assured her that he had not. But in fact, he had. He put her picture up and had described her on the site as, quote, having a lot of meat on her ass and thighs. He wrote that he would love to suspend her upside down by her feet and have her throat slit and that her suffering was going to be only for his enjoyment. I cannot imagine being Kathleen in that moment and finding this stuff about all of your friends and even yourself. Like that, I I don't know how she's doing now. Like, cause she's not featured. I couldn't find anything about her. I hope that she's doing okay. Cause this is real bad. And Gilbert said that, you know, he wrote about her and that anything he did on the computer did not affect his quote, real life or his relationship with his wife. But we know that Kathleen was searching things like, my husband doesn't love me anymore. So it seems to me like it was bleeding over into his real life. Mm-hmm. Now, Gilbert said that on the night before Kathleen found out all that information, he had actually closed all his accounts. He said that he had noticed that it had started affecting his family life and he was ready to move on from it. Two days before Kathleen found everything out, Gilbert had a chat with a London man named Moody Blues, a.k.a. Meat Market Man. And Valley told Blues that he was closing his accounts to make it less likely to be caught. So that also to me seems like he knows he's in trouble or trouble is on the way. Because if he's doing that and saying like, I got to get out, he knows. Dr. Greenfield said that the acquittal was hugely lucky for Valley and that he was shocked that they just let him go with that level of violent thought. He said he would not be surprised if Valley ended up back in prison at some point. And I think that's really the crux of it for me. Right. Do I think that there was necessarily enough to keep him in prison? I don't know. Yeah. But... Do I think it's very likely that somebody who does these things will continue to escalate to the point where eventually they will commit a crime? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Do I think that that means that we should imprison people who say and think these things? No. No. It's ugh, disturbing. It's disturbing. It's hard. It's so hard. Like, I'm so glad that I was not on the jury or like involved in this case at all. But even just researching it, like, I, It's not black and white. I can't, like, I don't know. Juror X also said that she is disturbed by the fact that Gilbert is out. She said it took a lot of conversation among the jury 
at the beginning, no one was in agreement about the conspiracy charge, but she stated that a particular chat with Moody Blues was a determining factor to them convicting him. And in this conversation, Gilbert talks about how one of his female friends was the one he wanted to cook because for 10 years, she had been one of his favorite victims to fantasize about and that she would never see it coming. And yeah, that, I mean, I understand why that conversation stood out. Yeah. Moody Blues asks, what do you want to do about her head? To which Gilbert replied that it could be the centerpiece while they ate the rest of her. Yeah. This woman was actually the one who the Valley family went to see in Maryland. So it seems even more sinister, right? And they all went out together to brunch and things were normal. And after returning home, he went straight to the computer to talk to Moody Blues. And he said that the woman looked mouthwatering and he almost couldn't contain himself. Gross. So gross. After being on house arrest for a month, the prosecution notified the defense that they were planning to appeal. And he and his mom share a moment where he said that she needs to start getting used to him being home all the time. And she's like, I could deal with that. I could do that. Like, I don't know. Valley maintains that the visit to Maryland was totally innocent again. And he's like, I brought my wife and baby. I didn't do anything. Like, it was a family outing. <laughs> yeah. The defense also made a clear point that although Valley had looked women up on the database, he did not start chatting about them for months. So he obviously wasn't planning anything. <laughs> They're like, I don't know about that. If it had been five minutes after, then maybe, you know, maybe that meant something. But because it was five months. Yeah. You know. That one doesn't okay. hold a lot of water for me. <laughs> yep. I don't really think that that's a good argument. Nope. Since Valley's original trial, the feds have taken steps on several other cases involving dark fetish net, such as having undercover officers create accounts to engage with the people they are looking at. And I think that's a good way to handle it. I'm like, yes, yes. please go infiltrate this. Yes, please be please. undercover. Please do what you can. Yes. Several men have been arrested as a result of these sting operations. One of the men had actually started gathering materials to make a kidnap kit. And yes, I think we can all agree that when you are actually getting materials for a kidnap kit, you have crossed the line and should definitely be imprisoned. Yep. Now, these kind of cases did make people rethink Valley. He hadn't taken any of those steps. Yep. He didn't have any materials. He didn't, you know. So I could see why that makes him look more innocent. Right? Because comparatively, these men with the kidnap kit, that's much more guilty. Mm -hmm. If you'd like to support the podcast, get access to bonus content and extra mini true crime cases, plus get access to our exclusive Bath and Body Parts bath bombs, we'd love to have you join our Patreon as a soaker, super soaker, or bath bomber. Visit patreon.com slash bath and body parts to learn more. Now, after four months under house arrest, Valley did face sentencing for illegal use of police database. And he was sentenced to time served and was released from house arrest. The sentencing also took place on the day where the deadline for the prosecution to file the appeal paperwork was going to happen. They had until midnight to submit, and they did file at 7.30 p.m. The appeal took place on December 3rd, 2015, and the court upheld his acquittal. He has made several statements that he's ready to show people who he really is and that the chat version of him is not the real him. 
He said that the notoriety around him has died down and that he's ready to get back into the dating world. And I actually looked him up on Instagram and I found his profile and his bio states, quote, ex-NYPD cop, authored a few books, U of Maryland, 2006, rewriting my history and enjoying living in the moment. Life is good. And he has 491 followers. So less than 500 people follow his account. And he actually did write a book several years ago called Raw Deal. And I was like, I don't know about that title Uh. (laughs) for you. Yeah. And in 2017, he did an interview with Inside Edition. And like, I know Inside Edition is like TMZ. I know this, but he was doing any interviews and people wanted to talk to him. And the host of Inside Edition asks him, quote, do you still visit these cannibal sites? And he replied, quote, on occasion, sure. So, (laughs) so, (laughs) so let's get into our thoughts on this. So, In any interview, in the documentary, in any of his own words, Gilberto Valley has no remorse for this situation. He, when he says sorry, he's like, yeah, you know, I guess like it doesn't look great, but you know, whatever. Like that's, he's very much blase about it. And like, that makes me mad. Like, but does he need? If it's really just thoughts and just a fantasy, should he have remorse? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, mean, don't I do know. think he should have remorse over the fact that he involved actual people. His friends, his friends, and his wife. That is where you should be apologetic and embarrassed. Oh by my that. god! Yes, I guess that's what it is. Maybe not a lack of remorse, but a lack but like, of embarrassment. Embarrassment. Like, yes. yes, that he seems more like what's what is wrong with other people that they don't understand this rather than like, Hey, I posted thousands of photos, um, including people from my real life and talked about wanting to rape and murder my wife on the internet. Yeah. You know, like I just feel like he just doesn't, he doesn't have that level of sincerity, I guess. That should be, you should feel like absolutely mortified something, and apologetic. I would say yes. Remorseful yes. over bringing actual people into this fantasy for sure. Yes. And then I did, I did have this thought of like, you know, in the last several years when there are people who commit really violent crimes and then they look into the, the history of these people and there's always these like manifestos or like, I wrote this, my plan, my this, you know, people who commit these crimes are like, they have a lot to say and they write it down. That has kind of increased in the last few years since this case has happened. Would, if it happened now, would that change how people viewed what he was writing? It was just like a thought that I had because I was like, back in 2015, 2014, like, the amount of violent shootings and things like that wasn't how it is now. And so like, what do you think about that? Do you think that it would change with the time at all? I don't know. I I, I don't know. I feel like it's not inherently connected. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we're talking about two different things, right? Right. We're talking about a sexual fantasy. Right. 
and where the line between a sexual fantasy and an actual plan to commit a sexual crime. Right. I do think is very different than, say, a yeah. more, not not more violent, but a, a crime that doesn't necessarily have sexual undertones. Yes. Like a mass shooting or something like that. Yes. I think that they, they are very, very different because I don't, Maybe this is a uh, not a hot take on this, but I don't think that there would be any reason for you to go and talk about killing a whole bunch of people right. in a mass spree. That's not a sexual thing. Right. Um, so it, it would be hard for you to argue to me that, oh, that's just a fantasy. I don't know. Right, right. Maybe there is an element of fantasy there too. You know, if you're just venting or you're angry or you're saying, like, right. I want to kill somebody or something like that. I think that right. there are a lot of, of levels of question it's hard for me to see the strict parallel because I think that a lot of people have darker sexual fantasies and I don't oh, think yeah. that that's inherently yeah. indicative of nope. being a horrible person. Nope. But at the same time, I don't really want anything to do with you if you do. So right. I don't and know. like, but I also don't want like my kinks and sexual fantasies to be displayed for the whole world. Right. Yeah. Like, I think it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. You know, what is kind of normal and healthy and right. what is disturbing and what is normal and healthy but would be disturbing if anybody could read it. Right. If exactly. it was like a transcript of your brain. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> it yeah. This case really is like it's tricky like that because it just makes you think and also like makes you not want to think about it. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that you mentioned is how is it different if we're talking about child porn or yes. child sexual fantasies. Yes. That feels totally different to me. Doesn't it feel totally different? 100%. If he was talking about minors. I would be like, lock him up. But it was the same level of like, he hadn't, he hadn't taken any steps to gather any materials. Like if it was minors, is that different? Totally. Right. Yeah. Completely and then different. it's like, is it right of me to think that it's different? Now I'm questioning no, myself, but right, I feel like right. it definitely is. I feel like anybody would but say it feels. It feels like it is worse. It feels very and different. So it feels very different. I guess then you just the conversation is like, well, but if it's just fantasy, right? right. Well, like, th th so that's then the I'm thing. Like, maybe I should question myself there. But I don't then know. it's also like no one should, right? Like no one should have those fantasies about children. Exactly. Like, so I'm like you shouldn't at all. But then exactly. is your crime is the, is your thought a crime there? Exactly. It kind of feels like it is. <laughs> I know. I I know. And I'm telling you, like this case really. I wanted to cover this case because when I had heard about it, I had barely heard details and. I thought that he legit had like eaten someone because his name was Cannibal Cop. Like yeah. I thought there was like in that was involved in it. And so it's totally not that, but it's totally something that I had not come across before. And so I'm really glad that we covered it. Now we got to talk about the parallels <laughs> between Gilberto Valley and Hollywood actor Army Hammer. <laughs> uh, we really do. And and at the time that we're recording this, what is that? House of Hammer? Is that the name yes. of it? Yes, yes, yes. Has not come out, but uh, probably will have come out by the time this airs. So I we will, will be, be. I will be watching. We will be watching. <laughs> and we will be very interested to hear at this time, if you're listening to it right now, have you seen House of Hammer? Yes. We want to hear about the parallels because for anybody that doesn't know, 
Oh, gosh. For anybody that doesn't know, <laughs> I, I think this started within the last year, this right? pretty recent. Yeah, I want to say like 2021. That it has come out that mm-hmm. maybe Army Hammer, the actor, uh, allegedly has, I don't know, there's like a ton of stuff, but um, definitely... Yes cannibalistic fantasies sexual fantasies in the best case scenario yeah we'll see what all comes out with this but i i believe that there have been more serious allegations intertwined and um yeah yeah i i in the research for this episode i found some things on twitter and i've got to say sometimes twitter is like dark fetish net where you will come (laughs) across things that you like uh uh and so like I saw these text messages that are... Now, the difference with this situation with Arby Hammer is that at some point, his text messages are with a consenting adult, right? And so he's messaging this person and he's saying like, I want to cut off like parts of your body and eat them while you watch and like... And I do just want to point out, I'm going to say consenting with quotes because I think there's a huge power disparity there. And I don't know that that is really consensual. I guess like that's not the right word, but an aware, aware, maybe. No, it's not them being discussed and their photos being shared to somebody else. Yes, it is an interactive conversation in text messages. I do think that's different. It is different. Yes. And so there is that. But it, I mean, there's some stuff that is said in those messages that I wish I could erase from my brain. And... Yeah, it's really disturbing. I'm 100% going to watch the documentary. 100%. But I'm 100% going to be really horrified by it and probably wish that I could shower my brain. Yes, afterwards. definitely, definitely. So if you've seen it, talk to us about it because I really want to know. And there's even an article where Gilberto Valley like talks about how he feels like a connection with Army Hammer. And so I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know that that's the best person that we should be trying to have a connection with. And that is our case on Gilberto Valley, which now brings us to our self-care and prepare. And I'm really excited to talk about my self-care tip today because it's something that we've been doing together. And, you know, I think that everybody knows, everybody knows that one of the best things you can do for yourself is to exercise and to take care of yourself, right? What is the number one thing I hate doing? Exercising, right? (laughs) Like, I know I've been told, you know, we know that exercise is good for you, but sometimes it becomes like something you can push to the side really easily to focus on other things. It becomes so hard. And since I became a mom, especially a mom of two, and I run my own business from home, and there's the podcast, there's always something else I can be doing. And exactly, it, it just becomes taking care of my own body and exercising always gets pushed because I have a script to write or a book to read, a documentary to watch, a project to write for a client. Kids to raise. (laughs) Like you were working with your kids, you know. Toys to pick up, Legos to pick up. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I think that for me, like... Bottles to wash. I I don't have the exact same 
type of life. But, you know, being a teacher, I think anybody who listens that is a teacher or knows a teacher and you were a teacher, the amount of energy that you're left with after teaching is not enough to motivate yourself a lot of times to then do those things that are good for you. And so, and for other, you know, I think of like nurses or yes. healthcare professionals or yes. physical laborers, blue collar. Yep. I think there's a lot of so many people jobs. that are in that situation where it's, it's either there's always something else to do, they're, you know, quote, too busy, or they're yep. just plain too tired. So working out at home isn't always viable. No, working out at home, I have tried many times in the past to work out from home. But the problem is that I then am home, which is where I do work like the podcast and I do other things. And I'm like, well, I should be doing that instead. But at the end of July, a friend of mine who goes to a local gym and it's like a really cool gym. It's like very Denton place. She earned this class, a spin class for all of her friends. So she invited me and she invited Matthew and we went and I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I've not been on a bike in a long time. We went to spin class a bajillion years ago, remember? And it was so hard. It was hard, (laughs) but I feel like not as hard (laughs) because I was young and I could like do anything physical. I'm I'm a very, was a very naturally athletic person. So I used to be where I could not exercise for a while and then just pick it back up. No problem. (laughs) It's much harder now. Life changes, right? Life changes. And so we went to the spin class and I was like, well, this is really fun. Like we, you know, rode a stationary bike for 45 minutes with a bunch of our friends and I felt good in my body. And so then we started talking and we signed up and we, you know, bought the classes. And I think that getting out of the house and also putting your money into it, because we, we're buying them by the class at this point. And we're booking them mm-hmm. the week in advance. So then if you're tired that day, well, too yep. bad. <laughs> you gotta go. And it's a pretty like, popular place. So if you don't show up, then somebody missed out on that bike, right? If you didn't show up, right? Right. And so I have felt like it's been really good for me, especially in the transition back to school, to go to spin class. The goal is to go about once a week. I'm not trying to push myself to, you know, jump into this lifestyle that I've not been a part of for my entire life. But I really like it and it's really been nice and I feel like it helps me to sleep really well. And, you know, it's that good kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm so exhausted, but like I did it type of feeling. I love having my stats. Yes. You know, my own personal stats in the app. I can look and see it, but I'm slowly improving. Yes. I am the lowest on the board every time no, in terms of ranks. No, no, I am. No, and that's no. okay. But someday I won't be, maybe. No. And you know, like... <laughs> but I'm more comparing myself to my own self, which is nice. Yes. For me, it's like as long as I see improvement a little bit of improvement every exactly. time. Maybe I go Very a little tiny faster. Bits. Maybe exactly. I yeah, maybe I'm able to go for a little longer without stopping or something. But I think that whatever you can do and it's this is coming from me. My favorite thing is to like not do things, right? Like my right. I, like in my spare time I like to read books and I like to watch documentaries and watch TV. I don't consider fun things to be like doing stuff. Right. And so if I'm having fun, then that means you probably yes. will too. <laughs> and I think that's the ultimate takeaway. Maybe you don't like spin class, whatever it is. Yep. Find a way to make working out fun for you because yes, like 
running used to be fun for me. Yeah. And now the thought of just like going outside and jogging no. is miserable to me. I can't no. even picture doing it. No. But I love going to the spin class. It's super yeah. fun. And a sh- big shout out to Denton Spin Company. Yes, Denton Spin Company. We love you. Mm-hmm. And like, really, I feel very much like I'm not judged when I'm there. And oh, I yeah. think that there's a certain level of people who don't want to go to a gym because they feel intimidated and it's not like that at all. So I encourage you to seek out your local places. Mm -hmm. The the chain places might work for you, but if it doesn't look for your local stuff. Yeah. And then my prepare tip, I think I may have even had this prepare tip before when we did our Skylar niece episode, but I want to reiterate to like, be careful about what you put online. (laughs) Like in a new context now, in a new context now, but like just really be careful about what you're putting in writing Because imagine if you get like, if someone finds out stuff, like, and not that everybody has these like things that they're trying to hide, but just like, be careful how you say things and what you're saying and the extent of what you're saying. And like, just be mindful, right? Like, just be mindful. Plus with the way that technology is, Everyone has access to everything, right? Definitely. (laughs) And uh, funny story. Well, hopefully this will be fixed by the time that this airs because I messed up. Earlier, I said Robert McCann and that's not who I was talking about. Okay. So now I'm over here Googling (laughs) some interesting stuff. It's not Robert McCammon. Robert McCammon is like a crazy author. Like, yes, I mean, but his he's stuff not the one is I'm talking about. Which one there are you talking is somebody about? Somebody who does some really, I mean, I am talking about horrifying, horrifying. I found out about it on Reddit. It is disgusting stuff. Who is it? I, I have to, I will find out and I'm okay. going to uh, c- correct or put a correction oh here my in the gosh. episode before this airs. But I'm over here Googling alien sex, 70s, horrifying. Like, no, not 70s <laughs> alien like horrifying Some sex. stuff I'm not quite willing to Google that I remember from yes. the book. But just so in Cassie's case, be careful what you put online unless you're doing research for the podcast. <laughs> like my last 10 Google searches are extremely disturbing right now. And I'm, I'm sitting here looking at like, should I press enter? I'm going to backspace. I don't know. I'm going to figure out who it is. I'll go back. I found it on the uh, what's this book? subreddit oh, yeah, somebody yeah, had yeah. posted about it and i haven't read yeah. the book because it sounds horrifying but no it, i was all down a whole rabbit oh, hole sweet. i'm gonna go back and post and ask somebody will remember on there perfect that's the best subreddit <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> and before we go um we have to shout out our two new patrons we have two Woo-hoo! new patrons yes! so shout out to barbara valentic And Leah, thank you so much for being our patrons. We appreciate it so much. Okay, Soakers, we'll leave it here for today. Tune in with us next week to hear another tale of true crime. Until then, self-care for the best, prepare for the worst, but most importantly, take care of yourself. We'll catch you next time on Bath & Body Parts. Bye! Bye! some bath and body.
Body Parts merch. Snag your shirts, mugs, fanny packs, towels, and more at bathandbodypartspodcast.com slash merch. If you'd like to support the show and get access to VIP perks like ad-free content, early access to episodes, and extra episodes each month, along with special segments and exclusive merch, including the Bath and Body Parts Bath Bomb, you can become a soaker, super soaker, or bath bomber on our Patreon. Just visit patreon.com slash bath and body parts to get started.